0: Lead others. And never surrender. It is time to begin seeking excellence.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Seeking Excellence Podcast. I am your host, Nathan Crankfield. Very excited today to have my man's back with me, one of my favorite priests in America, Father
2: Chase Hildrenbrink. Father, how are you today? Man, it is such a blessing to be preaching the word, to be thinking about hard topics, to be thinking about things that yes. fill people during this time. That's it's just been difficult. And, and as as you and Fa- Father Meyer said in, in, a, in a podcast that I just recently listened to, I'm a little bit behind, but I just recently listened to is that people need direction, people need clarity, and that's what leaders do. Leaders give people that clarity. In the direction that they need, so they can be confident in going forward. So that's what excites me right now. Hopefully, we can add to that that uh, that clarity today. That's
1: right. Love the enthusiasm coming in. hot with the energy. We had a great conversation before. This <laughs> kind of getting us hyped up. So it's great, man. We're ready. We're ready to go. So today we're going to continue our conversation based on some some Simon Sinek themes um, with a different book that he wrote called "Leaders Eat Last." And so just the mentality of that, Father, you know, is just this concept that leaders eat last and, and why is that so important? You know, you talked about like Simon, you know, earlier you talked about Simon's love for the military and that's one of the first rules that I remember learning is that like, hey, whenever food comes out to the field or even when you're at the defect, whatever it is, like you always eat after your men, like it's a, it's one of those things that's like an active sign. And we have a lot of those kind of symbols in our faith too, right? Like things that we do with our bodies, things that we do that really symbolize our philosophies and our mentality. So It's one of those just really important kind of actions that we take that are kind of symbolic more than they are for like the fear that they'll actually run out of food, right? It's more about just the the physical, putting your men in front of you, putting the people you lead in front of you that actually makes an impact on the way that you view them and the way that they view you. What is is kind of your thoughts about that, about leaders eating last and kind of? Sacrifice you know, for I'm glad to hear
2: you give the, the real interpretation of what goes on in the field and what goes on with the military because that's a side that I don't know but I'm, I'm mm-hmm. always interested in and hopefully you can give some some legit and, and, and specific examples of, of how you've seen that and how you've done that today. Um, but I think, you know, what Simon Sinek gets at, he's, he's talking about something literal because he had a discussion with, with, um, a a leader in the Marine Corps. I don't know exactly the man's rank or, or exactly who he was. Um, but, but he, when he talked to him, he, it almost seems as yes, leaders do eat last. And that's what you're saying. It's literal, but at the same time, he uses it, you know, across the board for all leaders, meaning basically that leaders lay down their lives for the ones that they serve, you know? And so- Um, you know, I I think the effect of that, that's so important that we need to know about every single relationship that we're involved in, but especially in leadership, as, as you have said before, many times, everybody's made to be a leader. Right? Everybody is an influencer. Everybody's influencing in some way. And so how do, we, how do we hone in our leadership? And the one thing that we have to know in every relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a dating relationship, whether it's a priest to his people, uh, whether it's uh, in a leader in the military to, to, his, to his men, the first stage of any relationship is trust. And, and when somebody trusts you, then there's a freedom in that relationship. Right. There's uh, there, there there's a, there's there's a feeling of 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 consolation and, and wanting to follow, right? But when that trust isn't there, when that trust isn't there, there's a certain level of, of like paranoia or cynicism that that surrounds that, right? Like we start to gossip about our leaders. So we start to talk behind closed doors because we can't talk transparently and openly. There's there's simply there's not trust. And I think that this this idea that those who are most powerful. Those who are our leaders, they're eating last. They're putting us first. That's what builds trust. Right. right? So, so leaders eating last, it has another effect. It's, it's not, it's, it, it, is, it is not just their witness, um, but it's, it's, it's that building that trust between us interesting. I had a, I had a conversation just today with someone I, and I'm in a, I'm in a new workspace. I'm in a new job here. I'm, uh, I just became a vocation director in the diary. Transition time, baby. Transition. You and I are both transitioning <laughs> together. Right. And, and one of the things is that, you know, um, I, I met with someone today and she said to me, and she totally got it. She said, she said, just so you know, you can trust me with like important things. Like you can wow. trust me. And, and, and immediately I thought, just because you say that doesn't mean that I trust you, right? <laughs> right. Which is which is one of Simon Sinek's themes, right? <laughs> right? right? It's one of the, like Simon Sinek's themes. He's like, just because you say you can trust me doesn't mean you can trust somebody. Trust is something that has to be built, something is, it has to be felt. But then as the conversation went on, she shared some things about her ministry here. She shared some things about some difficult things that she's gone through. She's shared some, some joys that she's been through. Basically what she did is that she sacrificed herself Right, Just in, in the, the flow of conversation, she was vulnerable with yeah, me about some things. And sure. all of a sudden, I felt that trust. I felt like, oh, my gosh, this is a person that I right. can trust. Not because you said so, but because you showed me. Right? Yep, there you go. That, yeah. That's the way that leadership works. That's the way that trust works. That's why self-sacrificing in leadership, leaders eating last, actually actually makes us desire to trust that other person. And builds that trust.
1: That's right, and I love that you repeated, you know, uh, the the theme of, of all of our podcasts is that everybody's called to be a leader. Everybody is a leader. You know, I think one of the biggest lies that the devil tries to uh, get out into the world and get us to believe is that our choices, our decisions, our actions don't matter. You know, okay. and everybody, <laughs> we've always said this. Everybody that you come in contact with, you either leaving better off or worse off. You know, your words, yeah. your thoughts, your actions they make an impact on people's lives. And so all of this stuff is important because we're all called to lead, especially as Christians. Everybody's a leader because everybody's an evangelist. Everybody's called to lead, people closer to God. So I think, you know, one of the key things that you hit on there is that, you know, we, we always have the saying that like people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? Yes. And so that, how important yes. is that in as a teacher, as a parent, as a priest, as a leader of any sort, right? When you're trying to convey any type of knowledge, you know, as a resident director, like when you're trying to convey any type of knowledge and, and give forth and express to people, um, or teach people or form people in any way, if they don't know that you care about them, that it, they're not like, you don't even open their ears, right? Like you, you have to build that trust, develop that, establish the fact that you care about them as a human being, not just their statistic, not just them as a number, but that you actually care about them. Then they let their guard down so that they can actually hear whatever it is that you have to say. And it's just, I think one of the biggest things about eating last, you know, you talked about like the, 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 the Marine who, who he learned from like the biggest, the the philosophy of it is just the fact that I see the needs of other people and I'm seeking to fulfill them, you know, and just us opening our eyes and just like praying for that constantly. So God just open my eyes to see the needs and the pains of other people, because it just, I mean, how much does that radically just change your life? You know, when you actually go out in the world, looking for opportunities to serve, not just waiting for somebody to come up to you for you to be able to serve or sacrifice somebody else, but like the saints eagerly actively looked for opportunities to serve other people.
2: Right. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, one of the things that, that this develops, we, we talk about the effects, right? And, and you and I are yeah. talking about one of the effects of eating last is trust, right? Um, but one of the things that you sacrifice when you when you, you are a leader, right? And what you're saying is, right, people don't, they're not going to listen to you a, a, until you establish that trust until they know that you love them, right? right. And, and the reason for that is because Right. Every single person has as has this natural instinct, the survival instinct, right, to look out for themselves like they have to survive. So if you're if you might hurt me. Right. I, I, I'm not going to listen to you yet. I, I have to know that you're going to protect me. Right. Which is why, you know, one of the effects of being a leader or, or one of the things that we sacrifice uh, as being a leader is our own self-interest. Mm-hmm. And people have to perceive that we're in it for them and not for us. Right. You want to talk about crisis of our church right now? It's because people at times don't believe that leadership in the church are self are, are are looking out for their best interest instead of their own, right? Yeah. And so we, we have to establish that. It, it, we, we have to it, the priest has to eat last, you know. Um, yeah. those who those who are evangelizing have to eat last. They have to they have to lay down their own self interest, right?
0: Yeah. A cynic
2: says it this way. He says basically, um. If you you know it's easier to look at, at someone that we're not right. I, I'm not a CEO. I'm not I'm not the head of the, of, a, of a company. Right. right. But those who are those who are given um, those positions have certain perks that go along with them. And I'm not going to get into what's going on in our politics. But generally, I'll just say and 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 I'll presume the the, the Pauline narrative. Right. Who says if you if you do not work, you shall not eat. Right. Um, basically, right. if you but if you do work, a labor deserves his wages. Right. And yeah. so in, in that principle, we could say. Generally, in our society, especially in America, we would say that those who take on extra risk, those who take on extra um, responsibilities in in leadership, usually they deserve you know a better pay, right? Usually they get a nicer parking spot. Usually they um, they they get to eat first, right? They're the ones who who, who are put first in line. Um, and Cynic will actually go an extra mile. And I think this is just kind of funny, but, but it's, it's, it's a good example of like, even how it works in the pecking order of animals. He's like the alpha dog right. Right? gets the, gets the best, best mate. Right. And and what is there? And this is where, this is where it all hits. It's the, the road, right. Is that the reason why the alpha dog gets the best mate is because the rest of the pack knows that when push comes to shove, that alpha dog is going to protect the rest of the pack. Right. And he's going to lay down his life and we're willing to allow him to lay down his life because we have conserved his genes right, <laughs> right? Like, like his 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 line is going to be preserved and you've laid down your life so that you can have others who, who follow behind you right and so we're allowing you to do that but the problem is when leaders don't lay down their life right for those who are around them, they get all right? the
1: perks, and then when Self- push comes to shove, yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> they <pay> you, back. <laughs> you get you get perks so that you can protect us. That's what we're saying to leaders. Right, the reason that we allow you to get perks and, and, and to receive this this power, whatever that means, right? It depends on, on what what position we're in. The reason sure. that you have that power is so you can protect us, mm. right? The, the 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 businessman who who has the secretary who's who's just getting berated in the in in, in, in the foyer out there, and and someone is is just going to town you should come out and do you come out and protect it? Do you put yourself on the line? Are you worried about your numbers, right? Are you worried that that person might not come back and they might see you as the bad person, right? Like in what way do we protect those who are in our care? Mm. And so I think getting back to that principle from the beginning is basically the one thing when we we get put in leadership positions, right? The one thing that we have to lay down is our own self-interest. That is the sacrifice of leadership. And so when we lay that down, then all of a sudden that that's when trust is built. That's when people now desire to listen because they know I have your best interest in mind and not 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 just my own. Right.
1: Yeah. One thing that really came to mind as you were saying that is like, what's the opposite of and everybody can imagine this. What's the opposite of a leader eating last? You know, it's that it's that boss. It's that individual. And like, like you said, you know, it doesn't have to be just a boss a CEO of a company. But it's that anybody it's the parent it's the whatever that that pushes their way to the front always looking after their interests first and then whoever comes left gets the you know they get the the scraps of whatever's right. remaining <laughs> you know what i mean that's the exact opposite of that you know it's just like just absolute special special privileges self-interest without the sacrifice without looking out for the the, the good of the organization and only looking out for oneself and we see that in businesses you see that unfortunately oftentimes in churches you know how many priests that I've come across that aren't the great priests that, you know, want these special prayers, want to be treated a special way because they're a priest. Nobody can ever, you know, disagree with them. Nobody can ever question them. There's all these special perks to their, you know, them, them in the parish. And, but then like, when it comes time to actually care or to sacrifice to do anything, you know, like any type of like literal service, it's like, no, I don't have to do that. And it's an absence of what father Meyer always talks about what I know you're passionate about. Just the fatherhood of the priesthood.
2: Fatherhood, fatherhood. Father. And
1: like what well, father does that, you know?
2: And, and you're what, the, just why, as you're saying this, I'm thinking the best example of leadership that we have in our culture, and maybe the worst too, like it goes both ways. Yeah, absolutely. Is, yep. is fatherhood and motherhood, right? Mm-hmm. It, 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 is, it is the quintessential example of leadership because why? Because there's an instinct to lay down your life for your children. Again, let's go back to animals, the mama bear, right? we always hear about the mama bear it's, it's 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 this thing that we 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 say when we say someone's really protective yeah because she's willing to lay down her life she's willing to put herself in front of her cubs right to to protect what's good for them right, right. in the same sense men and women who are mothers and fathers give us that example right they also give us the the, the opposite is like when they don't do it we know that there's something wrong that there was something yeah. wrong with that picture like yeah. instinctively we know that there's something wrong with that picture yeah and so maybe maybe that fatherhood, that motherhood is, is a good example for us to say, where have we seen it done well? Where have we seen it fail? Right. right. And and what kind of what ultimately, if I'm called to become a father and a mother in this life, which we all are, whether that's biological or spiritual mothers and fathers, and all of us are called to become spiritual fathers and mothers, even if you're married, right? So let's get right. that across the board. But also to, to say, um, we all have to live that out. And what kind of what kind of spiritual mother and, and, and spiritual father am I called to be? And, and how am I going to live that out? And and people want to be fathered. They want to be led in that way. They 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 want to have a strong mother who who lays down their life for them.
1: Absolutely. We all we all have that desire for that. What is is it a pelican that's oftentimes in churches? Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain? Can you explain that? So I, um, I I used to see that. Well, I never really saw it. until somebody explained to me, and it was yeah. kind of like the uh, the uh, what do I what do I call that the uh i can't remember the word for it but when you see something once and then you see it all the time you know uh i don't know what
2: the word for that is either man <laughs>
1: yeah. let's cut this part of the video so we don't yeah, we'll talk. Just, no. <laughs> i talk about it in letter number three of only like black yeah. white like me but uh yeah oh the frequency illusion the frequency illusion okay. is like the the technical term for it the beiner meinhoff illusion but the frequency illusion when you when you hear something for the first time literally a year ago and then i saw it in churches all over the place but right. tell
2: us about the pelican father yeah, so the pelican is this ancient symbol, and, and maybe if you've seen this before, you've likely seen it on a tabernacle, right, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Sometimes on an altar, but but usually the, the most that I've seen it is, is um, on a tabernacle. And the idea is that there's this ancient legend um, that the pelican is the one, if it doesn't have food enough for its, its, its young, it will actually use its beak, and it will actually peck away at its own breast and and, and, and pick away at its own flesh in order to feed it the the young right which is an image of of eucharist right laying down my life sacrifice for for my my sons and daughters right to to give them give them life with my own flesh right and so um so yeah super powerful symbol you know not to draw away from the eucharist or the pelican but um but there's there's a there's a there's a video there's a youtube video um that i thought was like super powerful it went around i don't know how long maybe a year ago or Um, I, have seen it a couple of times and it's been passed around a few times, but there's this, there's this man, um, and it's dubbed over in English. I don't know what language it was done in first. Um, but there's this little girl and her father's taking care of her and, 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 and he's like running around trying to prove to her and and she's eating and he's not. And anyway, at the end of it, you know, it's like this, like this amazing father looks like he's got everything together. And by the end of it, she says, but my father lies. And then she, they're like, what? And then all of a sudden he lies that he has a job. And it shows this guy just like busting it to, to, to make her not believe that he's that he's hurting and that he can't provide for her because he wants to give that image that he can always provide for her. And then my father lies that he's not hungry. So he gives her to eat and it shows all these images of all the times that, that he allowed her to eat and, and he didn't eat because he wanted her to have what she needed, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't want her to know that that they didn't have enough money for both of them to eat. Anyway, super powerful tearjerker but it's it's wow. an image it's a real image of a fatherhood that we need like we need to lay down our, our our lives for for those who are around us yeah literally like like as simon says cynics literally not just for a witness but like literally we need to do that
1: absolutely and you know and just to make it a little bit more practical for people is thinking about how does this apply to your life you know i think one of one of the things that we all get extremely selfish over is our time and so I think that yeah. one of the places where I see myself, you know, I did it this morning, like you, you have the, this need to die to yourself. Sometimes is you, you always want to hold your time. Like we, like we don't want to give time to pray. We don't want to give time to other people. We don't have time to be interrupted. We don't have time to minister to others in conversation right. to be present with them, but just like how beautiful it is. Sometimes you get interrupted by somebody that you know needs to talk or somebody reaching out to you that needs to talk to you or, or sacrificing your time in prayer not, not even sacrificing your time, but investing your time, you know what I mean? Like spending time yeah. with God in prayer. Like that is, a, that is an opportunity to die to yourself. It's an opportunity to serve other people to see trash on the ground and to pick it up, to see somebody else's work left undone or somebody who needs help and you're in a rush, but you take time out of your day to actually help that person. You know, these are the ways that I think we can apply that kind of leaders eat last because you could also sub it out and say Christians eat last, right? Like if we were going out through yeah. the world, like we should be yeah. sacrificing for other people and giving of what we have to others, as christians like this is a basic this isn't because my fear is that people will hear this be like well i'm not a ceo i'm not a general i'm not this yeah. it's like no dude like we are all being selfish and overprotecting some aspect of our lives that we're called to lay down for the sake of other people that we have our own version of the pelican right that's giving of our own time our own money our own talents whatever that's sacrificing for the good of the world that we're not doing enough of right now <laughs> you know and so, that's what we need to be thinking one thing
2: of. one thing that you know I- that i like to say in in many different areas but i like to read just repeat this line is like if not christians then who like right. if christians aren't going to be self-sacrificial then who because that is not the message of the world the message mm-hmm. of the world is not to, to sacrifice yourself right in fact even if you read the scriptures it's an eye for an eye mm-hmm. you know and and that's the ultimate. and jesus comes along and he trumps that right and, and he says to lay down your life for your friends that, that is the greatest form of love so we look at that and, and it, we're saying, if Christians aren't doing that, if, if Christians don't lay down their life for their enemies, right. then who will teach that? That's, I mean, that's something that, that no one in this world has ever taught except for the person of Jesus Christ, mm. that, you, that, that you should love your enemies and pray for them. Right? That, yeah. is self, that, that, is, that is Christians eating last right there. Yep. Right. And so if we don't do that, if we don't forgive, if we don't show that, that type of mercy, if we don't show that, that type of desire for union, even with the enemies of the church and, and, and pray for them to, to have conversion and come back and, and to be one with us, not only here, but in heaven, and enjoy all those rewards. Like who, who will preach that message? Who will do it? If who's not Christians, then
0: who? Yeah.
1: Who's going to preach, who's going to evangelize. And, and you have to bring that even down even lower to say, if not me, then who? Yeah. You know, in my circumstances, in my, in my world, if, if like who's going to stand up for the truth, who's going to stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves yeah, I think it just comes down to that, that moment. You know what I mean? Like who's going to, you see a need and we see needs all over the world every single day. You can't, you literally have to be blind to go out into the world and not see needs that need to be fulfilled, right? So we all see them every single day. And so the, the, the epitome, the base of this message is when you see a need, you feel a need. You sacrifice yourself for other people. You sacrifice yourself for God. You sacrifice your time, your gifts, your talent. Your treasure the money that you have you give it some of it not saying we have to give it all away right but you give some of it away some and that's part of tithing too right it's just like kind of the same thing where sometimes it's like uh you know i heard a great sermon uh two weekends ago here uh father simon here benedictine said you know he's like we need to start tithing in the church again not because i need your money but because you need to give it yeah you know and that's just such a powerful thing to think that we that's why you put yourself at the back of the line in the chow hall when you're a military yep. leader it's because of the fact that when i do that you know I, i'm I'm putting myself, I'm putting my man physically in front of me. Just like when you open a door for, for a woman or something like that, you know what I mean? Like I I do it because I don't like doing it, like opening the car door, but it's a physical (laughs) opportunity for me to say, okay, you know, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to go out of the way. I'm going to see a need. I'm going to anticipate your needs. I'm going to fill that need because I'm willing to sacrifice myself, even in this small, tiny way for you, because sacrificing yourself for other people, even when it makes you, especially when it makes you uncomfortable is a habit that you form. It's not something that you're going to rise to the occasion, when, when the time comes, you know, you're right. always going to fall back onto your habits.
2: and You develop that habit by being intentional, seeing needs and filling needs. That's right. You know, and, and maybe, you know, something that we can just, you know, start to close on is is just that remembering that that leadership is a choice. Mm. Right. Leadership is a choice that I get to make not every a day. It's, it's yeah. not a rank. Right. It's not a rank in, in the military. Right. Exactly. And you and I both know. And, and I'll say this in my own field, right? Not in yours, but I will, I will say for myself, I've been on many teams throughout my life and it wasn't always the seniors. It wasn't always the captains. It wasn't always them who were the real leaders on the team. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was some of them who, who wouldn't sacrifice for the rest of the team. They wouldn't put themselves first. They, they wouldn't go to bat for some of us, right? Um, but there's also some people who, who have the lowest rank there's sometimes that they were the, the freshmen. There were sometimes they're the, the, the rookies. It was sometimes that the ones who, 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 who had no position, who actually were some of the best leaders. Right. Yeah. And it's, and it's because of choice leaders are made, leaders are made, you know? And, and so we, we, we build up that leadership and we make those choices to, to be leaders. And, and we could say that, that in, in this instance, what we're talking about today um, you know, Christians eating last, I think that should be the name of this podcast, by the way. Um, or this episode, but saying <laughs> like that. that, that, you know, when we, when we go for, are, are we the ones, are we sacrificing? Are, are we the ones that, that are actually saying, I will lay down my life for those who are around me. And, and that's what leadership is. That, that is what, how we define leadership today.
1: Boom. I love it, Padre. That's some fire. <laughs> we will definitely close with that. So that's great. So thank you everybody for tuning in to Seeking Excellence podcast. We'd love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review. You can follow us on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Seeking365 and check out more at our website at thosewhoseek.org and you'll see more of Father Chase, more of myself, and you'll hopefully learn something. So Father Chase, great having you today. Good to be with you as always. We'll see you again.